Hello and good morning to this Revolutionary Life episode five. I'm Jen. And I'm Ken. Number five. Number five. That's a kind of a big milestone. Is it? Um, I think so. Uh, I think it's halfway to ten, and ten is a big milestone. So we should celebrate. So episode number five is on tap for today. And today we are talking about nutrition. Nutrition, nutrition and water. And now this is a huge topic. I understand that. And we could sit here very, very easily and talk for eight hours straight about this topic and all the twists and turns and ins and outs and ins and outs and winding roads that make up the category of nutrition. Uh, but obviously, I don't want to spend the next eight hours talking. So we're going to keep I don't want it. to spend eight hours listening. <laughs> um... <laughs> This is number three in our four pillars of wellness. According to the Holistic Revolution, we started with finding your core values, your core compass, if you will, what path you need to get on to get you where you need to go. Number two, we talked a little bit about sleep, how you can recover, how you can get the energy you need to get you to where you need to go. Today, episode five, number three, number three on the list. Let's talk about nutrition now. Now you're, you got your path. Your sleep is on point. You are rested. You are ready to rock and roll. How are you going to fuel your body? How are you going to uh, make sure that you know you are ready for whatever's going to come your way? Yes, I think it's. When we say nutrition, we're talking food and water. And I think that it's important to uh, remember that, as we talked about in a previous episode, there's three things that take energy. That's breathing, thinking, and moving. And there's three things that give you energy. And those are sleep or you know, broad form rest. And then food and water. So uh, food and water, technically, in the restoration category, uh, as we've already previously established, the reason why change processes fail is because people just simply run out of energy. So if you listened to last week's podcast and you kind of implemented some of the sleep strategies that we spoke about and you're starting to kind of feel yourself a little bit and get uh, get better, have a little bit more energy, now this is how you, you use nutrition and, to set the table for next week's podcast and look a week ahead which is uh, movement, the last piece of the puzzle. So everything kind of coming together here. Um, let's take very quickly uh, water first because okay. I think that... Water is severely lacking and desperately needed for life. Well, and I yes, and I think it's more important... This is going to sound stupid, but it's more important than food. I like, and I don't mean that to be like, well, you should, Ken said the only drink, that's the new diet, the water diet, and you only drink water. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that, and, and I guess scientifically you could say that because you'll die without water in what, a couple hours? You can go a couple weeks without food. Exactly. So I guess I am right in the long run. But uh, what we see from a coaching perspective is that's the first, that's the first thing that we look for 
in this category is where is a person's what's a person's hydration status sure we we talked a little bit about this probably more than we should have last last episode um with the you know the coffee diatribe and being overly caffeinated and not hydrated enough this kind of plays into the same role is your body needs water to function. I, I would hope that everybody already knows that. I would hope that we learn that at a young age. If not, if you're hearing it for the first time, you're welcome. But Thank you. water is extremely important and your body needs it to function. Your body is made up of what, 80% water? Something like that. Is that, is that rough, that's a rough fair, percentage? That's a fair guess. So without water, you cannot function. Your organs cannot do what they need to do. Your digestion cannot move. Your blood cannot move through your veins. Your brain certainly cannot do what it needs to do. Your eyes. Okay. You, right. you see where I'm going. Everything in the body. It's involved in virtually every process in the body. Yes. Okay. So water is hydration, lubricant. It's the oil, it's it's all the things, like if you are mechanical and you're thinking of like your body as, you know, a car or an engine or something along those lines, nutrition and water, the gas that you need, right? You're not, your car's not gonna take you very far on your path if you don't have any gas in it. Uh, water is kind of the overarching everything you need to even get going. Cause you're not gonna be able to digest food and utilize its nutrients without water very good i like that it's kind of the thing that makes everything work better yes and uh let's first before we get going let's define what water is h2o because this is so silly but to to me at least and i could be being a jerk but it's silly we have to define water when we say water <laughs> we mean water we don't mean Tea. Coffee. We don't yeah. mean coffee. <laughs> yeah. We don't mean pop. We don't mean orange juice. We don't mean we, we mean water. Not the, the, don't go and buy those little squirties that you can flavor your water with, right? Because oh, I got to get my water in, but I, man, I just can't. I just can't drink straight water. Don't do it. That's the completely takes your water from water to not water. And the reason we say that is. Um, water in its original form it's clear form it's bioavailable perfect form for mother nature uh kind of can skip a few processes in the body it doesn't need to be digested doesn't need to go through certain processes the general rule of thumb is if you can't see through the liquid like if you put something in a glass and you can't see through it it needs to be that it needs to go through digestive processes yes which slow it down okay so because what gives it the color Things. particles and things <laughs> in the water we'll, we'll just call it things okay and some of those things could be naturally occurring like you can make the argument for tea some teas okay fine but that's my general rule of thumb yeah just that, because you can't you as a human being cannot physically see a particle floating or feel a particle in your water you know it doesn't have to be like a big chunk or a you know something in there like there are if you can't see through your water or it's cloudy or it's hazy or it's colored or it's something there is something in your water that your body's gonna have your to body's down. gonna have to break down 
Okay, so water is water. We've established that. Very simple, water is water. Number two, um, the general amount of water you need to drink a day. Okay, this has been, this is, any of what we're gonna talk about today is nothing new. It's been, the information has been around for yeah, ages. we didn't we didn't create any of this material. <laughs> ages we and are ages just... and ages, right? Okay, so uh, generally speaking, a good rule of thumb is half of your body weight in ounces. So what if, does that mean? So that means if Ken weighs two hundred pounds, he needs to drink at least a hundred ounces, and that hundred ounces, what we say at the Holistic Revolution, pays the rent. What does pay the rent mean? Pay the rent means make Ken's eyeballs blink make his digestive system work lubricate his joints all the things that makes me me mm -hmm. gets accomplished with 100 ounces of water so if I was just to sit on a couch all day long you know the the dream of lots of people in the United States of America right now just to live life on a couch <laughs> okay and not do anything and not have to go anywhere and blah 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 okay right at the I bare would, minimum the bare staying minimum, alive I would need 100 ounces Okay. okay, that's just like in, as maybe some of you out there are into uh, camping or survival type stuff. What does the government recommend in an emergency? A gallon of water per person a day. That's a rough estimate. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the issue with that though, Jen, is that when you start becoming more active or mm -hmm. you are in different climates... Or if you engage your body in pursuits that require more water, i.e. you like to pound stimulants, like we talked about last week, mm -hmm. uh, you're on prescription medications, Ooh, yep. um, you're coming back off an injury, you had an injury or something, I cut my arm, I broke my leg, mm -hmm. okay? I'm in a hot climate, I'm in a super cold climate, I went from not doing anything to now I want to run every day, okay? Sure. The body's water requirements go up. So half of your body weight in ounces runs your body. You start to do more things than just sit around, the need goes up. Yes. So this is how uh, we run our practice at our facility. And every, I would say easily 80% of people that walk through our door every day, or at least in their initial phases of coaching when we first meet them, are clinically dehydrated. Yeah. So, like in our examples of core values, sleep, nutrition, and movement, how are you going to move? How are you going to move when you're, when, you, when you're dehydrated? Yeah. Your performance, I mean, the research on dehydration and performance is there's volumes of it. Mm -hmm. And let's just summarize it all up by saying it's horrible. Okay. A two per, as much as a 2% loss of water, a 2% 2 increase in dehydration leads to something like 10% drop in performance. Yeah. That's brain function, that's muscle coordination, that's everything. So water is critically, critically, critically important. Which is why be we successful. put it before movement in the right series of yes. things that need to happen. These yes. are all and we're giving you we're giving you all of these things in a in an order for a reason because the reason is their importance. Well, and that's what, and this is the order of importance to take you to be successful. Yes. You could, I mean, hell, look around you. 
You could put movement first. You could put exercise first. My Facebook and Instagram is jammed chock full of people who put exercise first. And they look the same year after year after year, except their joints get worse. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they incur all sorts of problems. So if you want yeah. long-term success, you need to build the bank account up. And then you need to spend it judiciously, which we're going to get to next week. Yeah, I mean, let just as a as a quick reminder, we're talking sustainable wellness. We are talking about you know quality of life. We are talking about sustainable health, sustainable wellness, getting you as much vitality in your day to day life as you can get. We're talking about you know longevity in your life. Let's stretch out your lifespan as as far as it'll go naturally. We are talking about being able to run around with your kids or, you know, have a high performance in a job or just be able to be a productive member of society. Okay. Be, be productive in life and enjoy it and be happy and, you know, feel good. Yeah. So this is not a shotgun. This isn't, this isn't exactly. Now we we do take all of these principles because we are very passionate about them and we believe in them wholeheartedly. We do take this into specific athletic pursuits, but we aren't talking specifics during this series just just to make everybody kind of clear on that. This is for everybody across the board. If you are a human being, this is for you. Yes, okay. you just have to be alive. Yes. If you are a living, breathing human, <laughs> then this, this will, message is then for this you. this will work for you. And, and how do we know it'll work for you? It's because we've seen it work about a million times. So, uh, And we live it every day ourselves. Yeah. So so back onto the water thing. Okay, so we've established half our body weight. We've established that water has to be water. Um, we've established that most people are chronically dehydrated, and that leads to poor performance because again you might have all the the best intentions in the world Mm -hmm. but if you don't get enough sleep and you don't drink enough water uh you're gonna start to experience things your body's gonna go okay what the hell's going on here yeah all right this person's trying to kill us so this is where like you get into and we'll talk about this next week in the uh in the movement podcast about fight or flight and your central nervous system and the beating the dead horse thing that is so popular in america death by exercise if it's not brutal and painful then it can't possibly be effective and just like we talked about last week if it's not if it's super simple like these tips are simple mm-hmm. so then therefore people, simple not easy well the, but then people look at it and go well wait a minute here you're telling me that if i just drink more water i'll i'll feel better yeah, yeah feel we better. are yeah you will yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we are we're telling you if you go to bed you you will you will wake up uh with energy yes we are saying that yeah and now let me also kind of preface Please do not go out and buy a gallon jug and try and down it in one day if you are not drinking any water right now. Okay, let's take this incrementally. Again, just like the just like with the sleep and the core values, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some cultivating and it's going to take a lot of consistency. So this is the exact same message with water. We are not say saying go from 0 to 100 in a day you will be in the bathroom constantly you might give yourself a stomach ache you know you might even you might even just get kind of nauseous because your body's just not used to having so much water at once so let's take it 
again, incrementally. Maybe start with, you know, eight ounces, then go up to maybe 16, then go up to, you know, maybe 32, maybe not even quite 32. It de it, depending on how you feel and how you, you gauge for yourself. But you, I think everybody kind of understands what I'm saying. Like, please don't go out and buy a gallon and walk around with the gallon jug and market, you know, 8 a.m., 9, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., noon, you know. Yeah, this is more fitness industry silliness. Like, don't, yeah, don't go buy one of these special things. Just be cognizant of what you're drinking and how much and drink a little bit more tomorrow. Yeah, the general the general rule, you that's a fantastic point you just made, is that, because we have seen it. We've, I mean, when we say when people aren't drinking water, I'm talking literally zero. I'm talking they wake up, coffee, then an orange juice, then a pop, then more coffee, then another pop. Mm -hmm. then, I mean, we're talking freaking zero here, okay? So you start with eight, or if you're at home right now and you're saying, okay, well, you know what? Wow, I, they're telling me I need like 100. I'm, yeah, I'm doing the math. I need like 100 ounces a day, and I'm at like 20. And then you're starting to think about it and go, yeah, well, you know, that is interesting because every time I, I go to the gym and I squat, I my knees do hurt. Yeah. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I get foggy headed and I get brain dead around three o'clock and I, all this crap, right? So you're thinking about this and it's marinating in your head. So if you're at that 30 ounces and you need to get to 100, like Jen just said, you go to, you go to 38 for a week. And then you go to 46 for a week. Right. And then you go to 52 for however the numbers go until you get to a comfortable level where you feel, okay, I'm doing my thing because that's going to avoid the what's wrong with her. She's in the bathroom every five minutes. Yeah. Or the watermelon belly. But the water's just sloshing around your yeah, stomach like, like all day long. Yeah, like anything else, your body needs to acclimate to a change, right? So even though you're changing for the better, which you are, it's going to take a little bit of time because now not only are you inundating your system with more water, which it desperately wants and needs, but you also have to remember that now you need to flush out the toxins that were there. You need to, you know, maybe you haven't gone to the bathroom regularly in a while and that water is going to help start move that around. And it takes time to process. You definitely need to give your body the time to use the water in the systems that it needs because again you might want to like look better or feel better but your your body might be going yeah but like your liver kind of needs to be like flushed out first or you know your colon hasn't been like flushed in a while so like let's look at that first so again consistency is going to be the key for everything like you can't do something for two days and go, this isn't working. Screw those guys. They're so stupid. Right? You got to <laughs> stick with it. You got to let the changes happen. And you got to let your body do what it needs to do with the quality ingredients that you are now feeding it after however many years. Because we're not trying to. We're not trying. We're, we're trying to. We're trying to differen differentiate between good stress and bad stress. Sure. So, like, there's good stress from training and there's bad stress. There's good stress when it comes to 
you know, intellectual pursuits. You, you got to read books. You got to get tested. You're going to have to overcome challenges in work and life and relationships and so on. Some of them can be negative and some of them are positive. But we're trying to, like, make the good stress good and get a lot from it and mitigate the bad stress. So if you just shotgun stuff and you blast that gallon of water, yeah. now you just turn something good into another stressor because your body's going to go, what the hell? Where did all this water come yeah. from? So take it easy, take the long form approach. Uh, I know it requires some patience, but then that goes back to core values, Yep. which is what, you, what is your why, and if you're connected to your why, then it will all make sense and it'll all work out for you uh, in the long run. So right. half your body weight in water and ounces. Uh, yeah, we're hydrated. Let's... Clear water. Let's talk very, very quickly before moving to nutrition about sources, okay? So, there's a million brands of water out on the market today, okay? Um, most, I know this is going to probably get me heat from like diehard people, but most tap water in the United States of America is semi-decent. I would still look into it and then I would get a filter if I needed it to. I would stay away from bottled waters. Uh, at all, if at all possible, because bottled water companies don't make water; they make plastic bottles. Yeah, that's a whole nother series of conversations. Yeah. So, but... if you're gonna buy water, try to buy it in glass. If you're going to uh, be super, super, super concerned about high quality water, which you should, you should I mean, be. Yeah, you can go out there. There's millions of, not millions, but there's hundreds of options when it comes to filters we use a Berkey at the facility correct uh, which I think Berkey's are phenomenal we got shower we got filters on our showers we got filters on our water um, and we use reusable you know washable reusable sustainable cups that I mean I've had mine for years yeah and the reason real quickly before we move to nutrition the reason why you want to avoid plastic bottles is because it's very hard to keep in the transition in the in the transit process to keep plastic bottles out of sunlight and heat and once they're exposed to sunlight and heat like through shipping like sitting in the back of a truck sitting out on a pallet somewhere blah 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 uh, the chemicals from the plastics are gonna leach into the water and then now you have a problem so that's yeah, why glass they start to degrade and whether you want to believe it or you want to try and avoid it it can't be avoided and you know and then after you drink you know that bottle of water what do you do with it you toss it we don't want to do that either because now that's contaminating our earth which is ultimately contaminating our water supply again yes so so, so just I think I think in the beginning Jen if you like if someone came to you I, I don't think you disagree with this that if they if they weren't drinking any water at all if they were like chronically dehydrated like a lot of people we deal with the first thing you're gonna jump on isn't like, hey, go and go and spend energy you don't have researching all this stuff. No, and just, drink, just drink some water. Just drink water. Yeah. <laughs> just drink water, right? So that's so we're approaching it from that perspective because I'm probably if I was a betting guy, I would bet that most people just need to drink more water and then let's leave. Yeah, let's not get in in depth until you know. Let's fix the one problem first. Yeah, so, and we can we can clean up our choices and you know, make maybe a little bit more educated choices later on, but let's just start with drinking some clean water. Yes, so uh, get your energy up, 
do your thing, drink more and more water, be more and more hydrated, and then as you have more energy, use that energy to investigate making better choices. Correct. There you go. Okay, now that we have that out of the way, let's talk about nutrition. Because this is a sticky one. This is one that gets people ready to get into fist fights. Yeah. This get I don't even I don't know of a. This is a very 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 touchy. I I would almost rather, and hear me out. I would almost rather get into a political debate than talk nutrition. Whoa. Because it is that polarizing. Okay. But here we are. And we're going to talk about it because we're not afraid to, and it's just me and you, so who cares? Uh, so Yeah, and I already know that you and, agree with me. Yeah, so. yeah, you already know what I'm going to say, so that's okay. Um, this is a tough one, okay, because again, you have, thanks in part to corporate influences, the fitness and nutrition industry, the medical arm, the whole nine yards, you have muddied waters, okay? Oh, yeah. So... What we're going to sit here and talk about today for the rest of this podcast is conventional things that you can do to make your nutrition practice better. Okay, we're going to avoid specifics, isms, yeah, and specifics because we have our opinions on those and they're not popular um, opinions by and large. Uh, I but, don't think a lot of our opinions are popular. Well, a lot I'm of our opinions. Well, a lot of our opinions aren't popular because they're not. Because they don't, we're right and you're wrong. Well, no, they don't have million-dollar <laughs> advertising budgets behind them. So, so to give you an easy example, to start with, the number one thing that I think we could both agree on that people can do to increase um, their understanding better their health all of those things when it comes to nutrition is just eat food that's of a higher quality level would you agree i think it's a good place to start okay so quality is the most important thing so forget all of this stuff about paleo and keto and vegan and any fruit only any ism okay okay uh, so put that to the side. So whatever camp you fall in, if you do, if you do happen to find yourself out there, if you are in the paleo camp, okay, how can I eat? And you really believe it, and, and it is working well for you. Okay, fine, that's great. How can you make paleo the best paleo it can be? How can you make veganism the best veganism it can be? Because trust me, you can have, as we've seen and you've seen in our practice, you can have vegans that eat nothing but packaged garbage oh, bullshit yeah. out of freezer sections and nastiness in grocery stores. You can have paleo and keto people who eat paleo muffin, you know, paleo cake, this this gar fake nonsense garbage. So yeah. anything, any that's why we don't get into the isms, is because any of them, just because it is an ism doesn't automatically doesn't automatically make it healthy. Healthy. Correct. So Quality level being the most important thing. If we can hammer home one thing, eat to the highest highest quality food level you can afford. That's an important one. You can afford. Because if you start trying to overreach, 
and go outside of your budget to buy like the highest stuff. I mean, some of these, some of the stuff is insane, okay? Or very, or people think it's very expensive, okay? That's gonna create stress in your life because you're trying to, you're overextending yourself. Maybe you know, putting stuff on credit cards, and now you're in financial issues because you're trying to do this. Yeah, thing. and be honest with yourself. If yeah. your core values are to get healthy, and you know, to maybe get off medication or to stay out of the medical web or to, you know, again, boost your longevity, then you need to look at is is buying this, you know, organic grass-fed beef, which is more expensive than regular, is it out of your budget or is it out of your budget because, well, if I buy the cheaper one, I can also buy this. Like, so sure. we need to be, you also need to have these hard conversations with yourself too, as far as, you know, is it, is it out of your budget because it's literally out of your budget or is it out of your budget because you're trying to chinch or you're trying to buy more or you're trying to buy other things with the same budget? Sure. So, so like, and, and with the water thing, you talked about it earlier. Um, going from zero to a hundred. Yeah. So there's levels to this. So if you eat like Wonder Bread, that the white like, like one, one like gummy. Yeah, yeah, like Wonder Bread, and you say, well, Ken, Ken and Jen said to eat to the highest quality food level that I can get. Well, there's levels to that. So your next level up would be like a wheat bread, mm -hmm. and then there's levels of wheat bread, right? Yeah. So like. As you grow in your journey, because I can tell you from personal experience, if I was to bust out some nutritional logs from back in the day that I used to keep in my early 20s, I'd be the 39-year-old Ken would be mortified right. at some of the choices I made. But that's where I was at at that particular time, and that's what I thought was healthy. Like I'm, uh, you know, I read bodybuilding magazines, and they tell me to eat protein bars. I wouldn't touch a protein bar with a 10-foot pole at 39 years old. But at 23, I was. I was banging them out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so that's the thing. So look, look at where you're at and develop a plan on how are you going to, how are you going to, uh, increase the quality of, of your diet? If you're a, if you're a vegetable person, first of all, everyone should eat more vegetables. Okay? Yeah. That, across the board. That's a, down. yeah, that's a given without falling in any camp. Everyone could benefit from more vegetables. But if I eat predominantly a vegetable or plant-based diet, how come I get, how can I get the most plants? If I'm a protein guy, if I'm a training hard and I think that I need that, or I'm a paleo or a keto guy, okay, well then, you know what? I'm I might not pay as much attention to the ketchup I buy, but I might pay a lot of attention to the beef that I buy. Right. So what's what's the most important thing? So quality quality is huge because just face facts. Americans and the world eat garbage. Yeah. It is garbage. There's a, re and, you know, there's a reason why type two diabetes is exploding or has exploded. Yeah. By and large, I would say, and you, you may disagree, but I would say if it comes in a package, it's probably not great quality. Um, it's, if something has been touched and this is going to be super heat seeking. If something has been touched by like man, it's probably 
crap. Yes, you are a big proponent, to give you credit, you are a big proponent of uh, farm-to-table. You're a big proponent of buying local. You're a yes. big proponent of farmer's markets. You're a big proponent of mom-and-pop butcher shops. You're, yes. you're a big proponent of... You're a big proponent of small. How do you like that? Yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely you're, you're, you're absolutely right. You're a big proponent of small, which is great. I think you can you can Again, I'm sorry if this offends anybody, but sorry not sorry, I guess, because if the more hands that touch something, it's going to lose its quality. Time is going to lose it. It's going to lose its quality over time. If you're packaging something, and it sits on a truck and it travels across the country and then it sits in a warehouse and then it sits in a back room and then it's like all these things like as soon as a plant gets plucked out of the ground it starts dying okay that's fact so if you pull your lettuce or you pull your carrots out of the ground and then they have to go sit on a truck and then they travel across the country and then, you know, now they get plopped in the back of a grocery store until, you know, the rotation can, can occur and whatever. I mean, we're talking about potentially weeks worth of time. How much nutrients has now oh, been there, lost? There's been tons and tons and tons of research. This is a phenomenal point. There has been tons and tons of research done. I can remember reading one particular research. It's always stuck out in my mind about orange juice, where these researchers tested all these brands of orange juice that were in supermarkets, and they found that by the time a person bought it, it got from like off the tree into the processing, into the box, to the supermarket, and they bought it, that it had n most of most of the orange juice on the shelf had zero vitamin C in it. Right. Now people are buying sugar water. People are buying orange juice, most of them specifically for the vitamin right. C. But the degradation process has taken hold, and by the time it got to your glass, right, it actually didn't have anything in it. So that's a very, very, very good point that not a lot of people think about. Yeah. So the sooner you can eat something from when it is taken out of the ground or off the tree or you know, um, has been slaughtered. Um, the sooner you can consume it, the better for you. So in my personal opinion, that's going to be straight from a farm or from a farmer's market where those, those farmers have, you know, picked the fruits and vegetables, you know, that morning or even within a couple of days because there's no flash, um, flash freezing process happening. There's no wrapping everything in plastic. Stop buying the cucumbers wrapped in plastic. It drives me insane. That you is, don't need to that, wrap a cucumber individually a, in plastic. That is a huge pet peeve of yours. <laughs> oh, I see. I can't even, I don't even like going into a grocery store, people, because the amount of plastic and over packaging of packaging. A package within a package. I mean, to buy a box of cereal that then has a plastic bag inside of the cardboard box. Like, what do you need all that for? Because it looks nice on your shelf. And that's more marketing and that's a whole nother argument or conversation that we can delve into. But I'm saying, farm to table, yes. 
Okay. Better quality. Better yes. quality, yes. So higher quality stuff. So if you trade in, and this is where a lot of people get, this is where a lot of uh, isms get their power from. Because people make changes in their life. Like for instance, they gave, they were eating nachos all the time and then they traded nachos in for a banana. Yeah. And then now it's behold the, the power of vegetarianism or veganism when it wasn't behold the power of vegetarianism or veganism it was the fact that you traded in shit for something of some, quality something yeah. of quality right so the less processed you get the better yes um we're not going to super delve into this but this is another controversial one organic is best okay the reason you don't think organic is best is because lobbying groups that have a vested interest in being non-organic have blasted your airwaves with garbage yeah. saying it's about how conventional and organic are the same yeah, and they scam, are blah, blah, blah. they are not okay so and no and that really and again, in that your goes, heart of hearts that should be common sense well but that goes back to something sprayed with pesticides as opposed to something not I, I would take the not every day yeah that goes back to um, quality level and that goes back to putting your putting your eggs in the right basket so yeah. if you eat a lot of does that mean that you know ken and jen go out and buy organic ketchup no, no. we don't eat that much ketchup but do we buy high quality meat yes we do do we buy high quality blueberries yes we do okay so kind of take a look at how your own nutritional profile is and put the uh emphasis where it needs to be so, yes so quality is number one concern Okay. Yeah, again, this is not this is not a a plan. We're not writing out a program for anybody. We are just laying out kind of ground rules and again, you need to make these decisions for yourself. And if you did the core values work and you continue to do the core values work that we've talked about, then you should kind of understand where we're coming from with this, where it needs to be your decision for you for your circumstance okay so now let's now that we have quality out of the way and we're going to make incremental changes uh in our in our quality level and that and those are those are doable because the fitness before we move on to the next thing the fitness industry if you want if you listen to what a lot of the big proponents say and you read their material to follow a diet yeah. Do you the, want me to define diet in again? In the United States of America would require you to basically like live your life inside of a box. Like you can't go out to you can't go out to parties anymore. Oh my god, I can't Jen's gonna invite me to her kid's birthday and they're gonna have cake there and then they're gonna ask me to have a piece of cake and oh my god. Right. Okay, it's like when you think in terms of quality level, you could go to a gas station and pick something that's of a high quality level. Because you could look at it and go, okay, well, I got a Snickers bar in this hand and I have cashews in this hand. Okay, well, quality would dictate that I pick the cashews. You yeah, see I mean, you could you see make, what I'm saying? You, could, you can make, as long as you are steadfast and kind of like, you know, again, the core value side of like, hey, I just want to be healthier. And you go out on a road trip with your, you know, your husband and kids or, or your family or whatever. Or you're, you go on a freaking weekend Vegas trip with your boys. I don't care where you go. You can make quality choices wherever you're at you want to go to taco bell 
Okay. It's <laughs> more. Well, wait a minute here. No, I'm just saying, like, okay, everybody chooses to go to Taco Bell, and you're going, oh my god, I can't eat that. That's you know so shitty. I'm gonna be on the toilet all night. Yeah, you're you're not wrong, but you can make a higher quality decision than getting you know the smothered supreme burrito with all the fixings. You can maybe get you know, I don't know a a chicken taco with lettuce and tomatoes and you know hold all the hold all the sauces and the dairy and the sour cream and the cheese and the, all the things like you can make a good decision pretty much wherever you're at considering your choices like you go in like you just said you go into a gas station yeah it's not ideal of course but instead of grabbing like you know the dondons from the rack you grab that's a donut yeah it's a, like a little mini donut <laughs> the little you know the little powdered donuts that come in like a five pack in, in michigan they're usually hostess and they're delicious but not great quality so instead of grabbing the dondons you grab the pack of cashews like ken just said or instead of going to the cooler and grabbing you know the pop or the 32 ounce you know sweet tea in a can which again is delicious, but not exactly high quality and not water. Maybe you grab the bottle of water, yeah. you know, and then head out the door until the next stop or whatever. I mean, there's, there's always a choice. So the excuse wagon of, well, it's not my fault. We stopped at the gas station. I didn't have a choice. Well, you had a choice with what was there. Did you make the best choice out of the choices given? You know, it's not my fault. Everybody wanted to go to McDonald's for breakfast. Well, that's fine. But did you get, you know, the best choice offered to you? Or did you go balls out because you're like, well, I'm here. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think uh, I think more people, you're putting pop, you're, you're putting the onus on the individual, which I think is always a good thing. Because like we said in the very beginning, there is no have to, there's only choose to. Yeah, and again, so, if this is your choice and this is your journey, you need to be responsible for what, the choices yes. that you make. And again, and this is going to weave its way through like every single podcast, but like again, that's why the change process fails is because you run out of energy and it's easier to drive through the drive through at McDonald's yeah. than it is to make something. So that thing is always going to be there. It's always going to be a battle. So it, it would behoove you to have like your full arsenal available to you to where you're not put in those positions to where you go, oh, you know what, I'll just, let's just get yeah, you know, absolutely KFC, let's just do whatever, right pick some fast food garbage. Fail to prepare prepare to fail. Yeah, so now that we have quality out of the way and we know that, you know, you should eat to the highest quality food level that you can afford, let's talk another very, very very touchy topic <laughs> let's talk about quantity okay. Okay so Millions and millions of uh, pieces of paper are wasted every year in this country by individuals with maybe good intentions, uh, we could say, uh, by writing out like meal plans and figuring out caloric intakes and macros and all these things. Um, and uh, as we can see by our current predicament in the United States of America and in the world, uh, I think we can put the nail in the coffin that diets don't work 
Yeah. Cutting calories doesn't work. As long as it fits my macros. Following macros doesn't work. And if anyone, and this is and this is blanket, if anyone would like to challenge that notion, go on Amazon and I'm gonna hook you up. Go on Amazon, we're not even gonna get paid for it. Go on Amazon, purchase the book Biochemical Individuality by Roger J. Williams, PhD, and in it you will read about how everybody is different, everybody absorbs calories from food different, your kidney's different than my kidney, so on and so forth, so therefore that eliminates all one- So the nutrition label is gonna well, be- Well, that eliminates all one-size-fits-all diets, okay? Immediately, because everybody is different, okay? And then number two, uh, that eliminates the regimented I do this, I do this, this day, this, that day because the body's needs change too much from day to day and it is impossible to accurately predict what you're going to need day, day to day. So all this paper wasting, all this, as soon so those as- those macro calculator uh, apps that I paid for was a waste? Just it's silly. <laughs> I mean, again, and it's, and, and this is what it gets, you get fired up about earth-based things lots mm -hmm. of times. Uh, this is where I get fired up because I get fired up because there's people out there that do have good intentions, that do want to make change processes and want to feel better and want to get off meds and they are routinely bamboozled by carnies in the fitness industry and nutrition industries that are ready, willing, and able to provide you with, again, the ism thing is a piece of that, uh, th this insane level of tracking that we have going on everybody yeah. putting foods into things listen I'm gonna, this is it when it comes to when it comes to quantity it's been researched to death John Berardi from Precision Nutrition if you want to look him up he wrote an article he's the most recent article I read about it the nutrition label is up to 25% inaccurate yeah and then guess what if you follow the Jen Poquette plan of eating where you go to a farmer's market and the guy hands you a, a basket of apples, well, where's the nutrition label on that basket of apples? Yeah, you can't scan it into your app. You can't app. scan it. If you lived out in the woods and you shot a deer and you yeah. went to go eat it, where's the, does it come with a barcode on it that you can scan into your phone that'll tell you it's got 120 calories in it? No. So this whole entire thing is silly. It's just at, on, a, on a human, uh, to me, and this is just me talking, on a human adult level, it is silly. It's very, it's very silly. Santa Claus-ish. Yeah, we, we again need to, to kind of be honest with ourselves. I mean, there are so many variables that are in things and create things that it just doesn't... It's, it's, an, it. it's an average... Right? Like your pack of blueberries, it's an average of what kind of nutrients are in it. But if you really wanted to get down to the brass tacks of it, well, what kind of soil was it grown in? What Was it ever sprayed with anything? How many hours of sunlight did it get? How long did you leave it on the vine before you picked it? All of these things play a role. How large is the diameter of each blueberry individually? And then you, and then that's not to mention. So now you go back to the quality thing right there. And then, then that, and then that's not to mention also your own digestive system. Yeah. Because everybody <laughs> absorbs calories at different rates. Yeah. 
you, we got to talk, then you can get into talking about fiber and the water and the enzymatic content and all these things yep. that make, that make trying to engage in a maniacal control process yeah. impossible. 14 almonds as opposed to 16. Yes. So when you, so when you have a person who says, well, I eat 1400 calories a day. Okay. Well, yeah, on paper, the number came out to 14, but that's not how many you absorbed. Right. And then that, and then even of that, that's assuming that the nutrition label is accurate, which it's not. We already said that. So this whole entire thing, and we can talk about this on another podcast, is related to deeper seated issues. Right. Okay. Which we won't get into right now, <laughs> but uh, that's it. So, and again, the proof's in the pudding. Sixty percent of America is overweight. Forty percent is obese. Yeah. What do they all do? They all diet. So guess what Ken does? Ken just does the opposite of what people who aren't successful do, which is not diet. Yeah. He doesn't count calories. He doesn't engage in macro tracking. He listens to his body and he has a purpose to get him out of bed every day and he drinks water and he gets sleep and he yep. engages in a movement practice and then everything works itself out in the end. So the news flash take home piece for quantity is that if you eat to a high quality level, the quantity takes care of itself. Yeah. There's no way anybody can eat. <laughs> You're, you're not eating. You can't overeat. It's not possible. You're not eating a pound of grass-fed beef, high-quality organic grass-fed beef. You're not eating a full pound of it in a sitting. You're unless not. you're like the mountain. Unless you're like Thor. Okay. Well, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. nobody in the world is. But no is. one is. So exactly. That's, that's the point. So I'm you, saying like the average person. Like you could easily... How many, how many people could easily put down what two quarter pounders that's a half a pound of meat in a sitting right for mcdonald's like a quarter pounder is a hamburger sure. mm -hmm. so you order two of them probably like smothered in cheese and think... bacon and all the stuff so we're saying like at the base you're eating a half a pound of meat i guarantee you're not there's no way you can eat a half a pound of like organic grass-fed beef like you'll feel sick to your stomach or the fact that like you would eat that that quarter pound or however much of grass-fed beef and then you wouldn't be hungry again for like 12 hours here you'd be hungry again in another three because once again as we've established it's all trash yeah so my easy funny example that i always give to people at least i think it's funny is you don't go to parties and say oh my god i can't believe that i ate that whole bushel of carrots yeah because it would be impossible because there's yeah. so much there's so much enzymes there's so much vitamin c there's so much vitamin e there's so many phenomenal yeah, this, nutrients. Man, the in, Super Bowl this year it was so good, but I can't believe I I stress ate a whole a whole bowl of apples. Yeah, it wouldn't happen because your body would say, "Okay, shut this down because we've got all the vitamin C we can handle." So we're done, and then your your brain and your stomach communicate. That's why the the gut is called the second brain. They communicate, and they say, "Shut it down. We're good." It's, yeah. But when you eat Doritos and you eat nacho chips and you eat Funyuns, there's no nutrition in that. So your body just keeps going, we'll send the signals because we're waiting, we're waiting for this vitamin C. Where the hell yeah. is it? We're waiting for this fiber. Where the hell is it? So keep eating. And now 
you have the thing in 2020 because we're just in love with technology and want to screw everything up that companies are on purpose putting additives and chemicals into foods that yeah. that block receptors in your brain that will yeah. tell you how here's, full you here, are here's a good one news flash right to all the to all my junk food vegans out there who can eat a bag of doritos because it there's no animal products in it if you read the nutrition label and this will be eye-opening for maybe not even vegans maybe everybody okay if you don't already know this read the nutrition label on your doritos there is whey powder, whey being milk, milk, a dairy, you know, dairy substance, um, whey powder being added to Doritos. Why? Not for a cheese flavor, but for the addictive benefit that whey does to in the brain. Mm, interesting. It makes you addicted to now eating not only the whole bag. But going back to the store for more. <laughs> yeah, the goal is to, for you to spend more money. So again, if it is packaged by man, steer clear. Because it is, probably has something added into it that is A, not natural, B, not healthy for you, and C, probably something that's going to make it highly addictive. So you breaking the cycle is harder. Just keep that in mind. Good point. So when it comes to quantity, if you eat to a high quality level, you won't have to worry about quantity. Okay? So therefore you can stop wasting your time on micromanaging things that don't really count uh, for anything. And you can move on to better pursuits like being nice to people and reading books <laughs> and, uh, you know, stretching i mean yeah, any, we've, anything we've said it before and i will say it again like a broken record until the end of time if i need to and clearly i do need to your body is a phenomenal machine it knows what it needs to do the reason that we eat food is to get the nutrients that your body needs to continue moving you do not get hungry to eat garbage your body's not looking to satiate your emotions your body is not looking to you know eat away feelings or because you want to party or because it's your birthday or because you're celebrating a promotion like the body is not it's not wired that way and it doesn't mean for you to consume for those reasons reasons thank you mm -hmm. your body gets gives you hunger signals because it's missing something oh so that's a very good that's a very very interesting little tidbit so now if your body gives you hunger signals then that means you're hungry and you should eat so if your body's not giving you hunger signals then you're saying well you shouldn't eat correct okay. but here's the here's the kicker though because the brain is very smart too and your brain if you are not in tune and you are not steadfast in your core values and you are not in the moment and mindful, your brain can trick you into, oh, I really need, I really need that chocolate cake in the, in afternoon. Mm -hmm. Oh, I really need that. Well, 
well, you don't necessarily need that chocolate cake. Are you hungry? Are you in tune with what your body needs? Or is that your brain tricking you because it's a habit that you always eat chocolate cake in the afternoon? Or have you created a habit of every time I feel tired, I go for the snacks? Or every time I'm stressed, I go for the junk? Or every time it's, you know, it's Wednesday and Wednesday is cheeseburger night. So I have to have a cheeseburger on Wednesday. Like all of these things your brain can trick you into. But if you are mindful and in tune with your body's signals, if you are not truly hungry for nutrients and fuel, then you can break the cycle of the brain tricking you by being smarter than it. It's your brain. You're you are you are one, right? Correct. You're one and the same. Yes. So, don't be fooled. Be mindful. Yeah. So now you just threw a bunch of gas on the fire of eating multiple times per day, because Flex Magazine told me and some chick on Instagram that you need to eat six times a day, which. That again would be at even increments. At even increments, like a yeah, by the clock, you know, all that other stuff. So again, because when you do that, you just you just cast a doubt on that. So you're saying, when you're hungry, eat. When you're not hungry, don't eat. Correct. Okay. So now you just cast a doubt on the eat six times a day thing. Okay, which is phenomenal. I agree with you 100. percent Okay, because that what does that lead to? That leads to more. That leads to stress of a different kind. What kind of stress? Digestive stress. Well, it and it also leads to the stress of oh my god, my alarm went off and I'm supposed to eat my twelve <sighs> almonds, but I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? Can you literally believe someone would write down on a piece of paper twelve almonds, and then someone would literally go out and count twelve? Like, oh, I what would that. happen if you ate thirteen? Or, oh my God, what would happen if you only ate 11? Like, what if you went into the package and there was only 11 in there? Would, I have seen people have absolute, I've dealt with people in the past, absolute meltdown level yeah. behavior. I, I, per, I <laughs> personally have dealt with conniption fits over, oh my God, it's 6 o'clock and I haven't eaten. Oh my God, I'm going to get fat. Yeah, so, so this goes back to... I'm going to lose all my gains, bro. Yes, this goes back to being... To being in tune with yourself and a developing a relationship with yourself when you're hungry eat when you're not hungry don't eat okay? yes and then if you eat to a high quality level you won't overeat correct okay so give your body what it needs stop when you when you feel satisfied not when you feel full I hate that when oh stop when you're full no don't stop when you're full stop when you're satisfied because if you're stopping when you're full, you've already eaten too much. Hmm. Okay. Now, how do we know about, how do we know about, or I should say, when when we start to feel full, that would require another key component of this, which would be slowing down. Yeah. So you can see how, you can see how the system, in air quotes, if you will, is, to it's like a casino. It's totally rigged against a person right oh, off our the whole system right is set off, up for failure yeah right off the get right so now i know i know there'll be one unicorn out there on this podcast that'll go well i had an uncle who knew how to count cards and he won ten dollars at a casino i'm not talking yeah. about some one guy okay 
You go to a casino, you lose your money. Okay, that's it. And then you rationalize it by saying, well, I had fun. Okay? Right. So, same thing here. Okay, you've got an industry that promotes beating the shit out of yourself in exercise to the point that you're exhausted. You've got a job that will work you literally to death. Okay? Sleep, we're sleeping less than we ever have before in recorded human history. Okay? Mm-hmm. We've our quality level of our food is as low as it has ever been. Okay? Yeah. There's more disease, there's more illness, there's more death, there's more of all these things. And we keep what's the answer? The answer is to look to technology. Well, make sure you write down everything. Make sure you maniacally track calories. Make sure you know you you're at exactly fifty-two and three quarter percent protein. Yeah. Okay? When no other thing because I got news for you. There were health... This is why no nutrition books written after 1950 are worth a shit, okay? Because that's when commercialization and giant corporate conglomerates got into the game mm. and ruined everything, okay? So I would advise you out there, if you do want to learn about nutrition, pick up the works of Weston A. Price, Lady Eve Balfour, uh, Marie Frances Pottinger, people that are before 1940, okay? Okay? Same thing with... You want to be a bodybuilder. Okay, it would behoove you to read about Steve Reeves and uh, Vince Gironda and uh, Jack LaLanne versus some roid head from the 1990s, okay? If, if, you know, that that was when it was real, okay? Now it's not. So this technology isn't going to save us. If anything, it's made it worse. Yeah. So you need to get back to a way because there were people throughout recorded history that were healthier than the people that are not are here now. Now they didn't have an iPhone, so we always look back and go, "Well, those people were stupid." I have a phone. They didn't have a phone. Look how smart I am. And while we're you know, yeah, blown why, out. Why we can't even remember our spouse's phone number in our Yeah. <laughs> so take it, so take it back to the base level. If there's one takeaway from this nutrition thing, and again, we've been going for I think over an hour now. If there's one takeaway. Get your water where it can be, numero uno. Get your water where it can be. And then number two, start to trade off some of the things that you do that aren't so hot for just higher quality level things. And they're maybe still not so hot, but they're better. Yeah. Okay, instead of, okay, you get a pizza. Hey, I like pizza. Okay, well, instead of getting the meat lovers, get one with vegetables on it. Right. Okay, start as incrementally slow as possible. Understand that to your point earlier, which I think was the point of the show, the the, the grand prize winning point for today Woo. was you vote with your voting every four years is for suckers. Okay, that's why this country's in Stevenson. Okay, voting every day with your dollar yeah. is the way that you make change and make conscious choices. So vote for the farmers market. Vote for the stuff that doesn't come wrapped in plastic. Vote for personal relationships. I can go, I mean, we're in Michigan. We got a Calder's. I can go drive our car right now to Calder's Dairy and go look at a cow. Yeah. And they go, wow, they're really nice to these cows here. See that guy over there petting that one? I think I'll buy some milk from here if I drink milk. Yeah, I mean, you can I'll buy some eggs from here. Yeah, absolutely. You can go and see the chickens roaming around. You can talk to the farm. You could feed the chickens if you want. I mean, you just got to... You got to put yourself out there and you, you've got to do possibly a little bit of work, but you're absolutely right. So vote for personal relationships, 
vote for. Don't go buy all those books that Ken just mentioned on Amazon. Go to your local yeah. small Sorry about that. Book bookshop <laughs> on the corner. Yeah, you know, find them somewhere. Probably an old man's been there for 70 years. Go support them. Go support local. You're going to get quality every time. You're going to get good service every time. You know, sorry, you might spend 10 cents more or, you know, maybe a dollar extra, but isn't it worth it? Yeah, so support support those things that are going to... Put the energy into the things that are going to give you the, the most return. So by you focusing on that and saying, hey, listen, I want to be around for a long time. I want to be happy. Here's what my definition of health is. Okay, so I know that that's going to mean doing these things and staying away from some of these things at right. least 80% of the time, which we'll get into at a later date. Um, so that means I'm going to make these choices. And then you go from there. The quality thing, you cannot lose. Right. The quantity thing, as long as the quality level is high, you can't... I've never seen it happen. I've never seen a person with an adequate hydration status and a reason for... A strong reason where a willingness meter that is high for what they are currently doing employ that strategy and it not work. Right. Okay. So, and again, try it for yourself. See if it works for you. If it doesn't, I would be curious to know why you think it doesn't. And I'd be curious to know if you've tried it long enough. And, you know, again, if you have sat down and you've done the consistent work, which this is a daily thing. We're not saying there is no finish line. There is no, I just need to lose 10 pounds. Okay, well, what happens when you lose 10 pounds? Then what? Do you go backwards or do you keep going forward? Because if you keep going forward, you have to continue. Again, you have to continue moving forward. This is why we call everything a practice. Yes. So we, This is a day-to-day -day practice. Practice, yes. You need to continue with your sleep every day. You got to sleep every day. You, you need to wake up with a purpose every day. That's your core values. And as long as you have those two things, you might as well add some water in there so you feel good. And eventually your body's going to tell you it's hungry, so you might as well make some good choices. Right? The best choices you can make. And now you're off and running. Now all of a sudden you're like a whole new person. If you are consistent, you stick with it. This isn't something you can do on Monday and by, you know, by Wednesday you go... Yeah, I just it just didn't work. Or you go balls out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but Friday rolls around and you're like, TGIF, MFRs, oh my God, it's going to be so good. I'm going to party all weekend. And you go and like eat pizza Friday and then Saturday is, you know, beer and burritos. And then Sunday is I got to lay on my couch and rest because now I got to start work again on Monday. So I'm just going to order in some takeout and eat my weight in ice cream while I Netflix and chill. Like it has to be consistent across the board. Yes. This isn't going to work four days a week. And then the other three gets to be a party. I would agree. It has to be consistent and that's going to require time. And are you going to fall off the wagon? Yes, you are, but you got to get back on it and you got to keep keeping on. And that's why we call it a practice. So we have a movement practice. We got sleep practices. We've got water practices. We've got, 
meditation practices. We've got journaling practice. We've got practices for everything. Everything's a practice. Life is practice. Yep. Okay? So, with all that being said, next week we are going to talk about we got we got to the dance. Yeah, we're okay. finally, we're, we're finally, finally ready. Yep, we're finally into talking about exercise, or as we call it, movement. Okay, this is another huge one, uh, but we're gonna break it down. So enact our tips. So next week, we are going to put it all together. We're gonna talk about movement, or uh, as most people call it, exercise, because. Everything that we've talked about up until this point has gotten us to the ability to exercise. So we know why we're going into the gym or wherever we're going to be performing this stuff at. Uh, we're well rested, we're well hydrated, and we're eating uh, foods that are of a high quality. We're in tune with our body. We're giving it what it needs. And now we're saying, hey, we're going to express all that. Yeah, we got we to gotta burn all that extra energy now that you... And just then, cultivated all your extra energy. Yep, and we're gonna and we're gonna break it down into kind of some of the some of the things just like today. Not a do this because we said so thing, but a here's some of the things you should think about just like today. Like we're not gonna tell you to have we didn't come on this podcast and say, well, you must eat chicken and broccoli six times a day, or you must buy expensive fart powders from supplement stores and blah 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 we didn't say any of that nope. we just gave you some simple tips that you could follow that would make a tenfold increase in your health and vitality and we're going to do the same thing next week correct okay so do you have anything else you want to add before we go i don't think so spend this week making some good some good nutrition choices maybe try and you know change up some some meals maybe give yourself you know give yourself some variety maybe try an ingredient in the grocery store you've never seen before um you know experiment with it have some fun with it nutrition should be exciting it shouldn't be fear inducing it shouldn't be fear inducing yeah. and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a stressor by any means it should just be you know it, it's at the base bottom line, it's fuel to get you through the day. To accomplish your goals and dreams. Yeah. You like that? Yeah, there you go. All right, cool. So until next week, I'm Ken. I'm Jen. And this has been This Revolutionary Life. Have a great rest of your week, guys. Bye, everyone.